This is the Trust the Wizards podcast. Yay! And tonight it's time to speak out about the injustice, the oppression, the intolerance, the exaggeration, the misrepresentation, the folly, the charlatanism, the hubris. Uh, this might take some time. Maybe I'll just keep shut. Here is Colour Me Wednesday. Welcome to the Trust the Wizards podcast, where tonight we will host a tournament to decide who earns the right to be the king of the podcast. 
To my right, from the house Palladian, in the kingdom of the Thousand Bees, in the witness of the 20 album releases a year, the son of the Grand Maester Torbin of the Sprout, renowned in the Seven Kingdoms for his courage, strength, fighting prowess, and his willingness to take it up alien lanes. It's Sir Kicker of the Elves. Ooh, Jon Snow. And to my left, with nostrils snorting, hooves kicking, and straining at the reins ready to fight, and the horses up for it as well. From the House Manic, son of noble Lord Nicholas of Wire, given life by the holy trinity of the gods, bass, guitar, and drums, tales of his military exports, exploits abound. He serves, he, he severs, he maims, he decapitates, he thrusts, he parries, he gets soup from furry animals. It's the noble knight, Sharitho of the Garbanzo. Experiamus. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing there? Game, Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, right. I think what I said was Harry Potter, but I'd... it was. Yeah, yeah. is yeah. it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do a White Walker or something like that. There can be only one. Is that that's that's the wrong one, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. King stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's good. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice to see you putting some effort in there. That's very good. I liked it. Yeah, thanks, yeah. fellas. It took hours. Yeah. <laughs> well worth it. And, and the great thing is, you put all that effort in. It's all that all that yeah. deep research, yeah. and it sounds ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it just well, I was looking around for new music, as we always always do as wizards. It's our job. God damn it. Uh, and um, I came across an album called uh, Sherwood at the Controls. Now, I, I don't know if it's a modern thing to follow, rather than to follow groups, to follow producers. And I've, I've never followed producers. I wouldn't know who produced what, really, apart from who pro produced uh, London Calling. Guy. Guy Stevens. Indeed, yeah. Uh, but um, so it was fascinating to get this, and the reason I got it was because there was a fall song on there, and I thought, oh, that's, you know, a sort of hip-ish producer yeah. who produced the fall. Was an interesting, uh, interesting thing. So I got it, and I was really impressed because you know it is summer, technically. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of bass, drum, uh, a lot of deep dub stuff, uh, and and it was really very striking. Uh, and there was one song on there called "Private Armies," uh, and you're hypnotised by this deep dub sound, and then a very sort of properly spoken, sort of almost posh woman's voice comes in your ear talking about. Uh, private armies and the boys in blue and heavy metal boys they're going to come and get you and that was a fascinating uh, juxtaposition if you like uh, so I, I had to find a bit more about it and, and Vivian Goldman is who it was uh, and she's a, a punk professor yeah. a professor of punk uh, it's lived now in New York I believe and if you go on YouTube you can see her doing things like uh, having a, uh, a discussion group about punk fanzines from 1977 cool fantastic yeah. thing yeah yeah and uh this actual track comes off an EP she put together with Adrian Sherwood uh, in uh, 1981. Uh, it was called Laundrette. Uh, it had on production uh, credits not only Adrian Sherwood, but a certain John Lydon. Uh -huh. uh, so here it is. It's Private Armies. Uh, here's Vivian Goldman. Oh, <laughs> 
boys or the boys in blue don't like the look of you you better watch out don't like the look of you you better watch, watch out, out. Tablet Tapiadir, 
ar radio i'r gwrter Anghyffyddu'r barbwr a dweud hwylfawrydd rasedd Bastard anobeithiol oedd fy enw canol Cynyddiau enwi yn rhywbeth gwahanol Cantorion fel fi, wel, ni methu tani Dim ond mygu angel a dim amdani Actorion fel fi, ni methu actio Dweud y gwyf, cari, trestio a pesio gaspacho ar fedd Valentino Yfed a smygu ar feddi dyhuno Dwi'n byth yn cael gormod, byth yn cael digon o pesio dwi'n mewn i fai cerdigion Pesio gaspacho ar feddi Valentino, rwy'n jyst yn Pesio gaspacho ar fedd Valentino tra fod rai yn sad moch a rai yn prisio tato rwy jyst yn pesio gaspacho ar fedd Valentino Cari trystio, cari trystio a pesio gaspacho ar fedd Valentino Methu troi y dŵr yn wyn Methu troi y dŵr yn wyn, ond rwy'n troi y gwyn ddŵr fy hyn. Y cariad dal fy llaw rwy'n rhyfeddu tu yma. Cysana fi eto, rwy am droi yn droga. A sy'n byth wedi treisio, rwy'n jyst wedi trystio. Na rwy'n pesio gath patio a fydd Valentino. Mae gwleidyddiaeth yn chwydu o'r blydu radio Diana Ross yn chwydu o'r blydu radio A nid oes terfysgaeth na heddlu pig Nid oes llywodraeth mewn Cymru Rydd A hwnnw'r jazz a straen y caneon Rwy'n ceisio ysgrifennu Babel i'r deithion Gene Vincent and the Shacked Ladies. Etivedai say Boyne. Etivedai say Hintler. Ar noson fel heno, rwy wedi danto ar pesio gaspacho ar fedd Valentino. A hwnnw jags o straen y caneon. Just in case you're ysgrifennu, Babel is Dacion. Sanaros and the box trend and party Gymryd nhw Cyn Cymryd Fi ar oed Pesio Gaspacho Pesio Gaspacho So that was um, Gaspacho by the uh, cardigan based band Dat Bluggy um, Gaspacho? Mm -hmm. Well, I have to say, I thought that song was rather super, super, super. super yeah. Really? Okay. Pissing on Gaspacho. <laughs> he's well, saying he's saying about pissing now, on Gaspacho, isn't he? Let, 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 well, let me let me just get the lyrics for you. <clears throat> oh, good. They're very lengthy. Are they in English? We <laughs> translate. This is this is a fantastic collection. This is um, that, that bloggy um, around, I suppose, in the early eighties, mid eighties. 
Um, played loads of times on John Peel, and uh, I, I loved it when I first heard it. I mean, it sounds like the Welsh Fall in lots of ways, of course. Um, uh, I thought a bit of Happy Mondays in there as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 there's a bit of that. Um, yeah. But, I mean, John Peel famously said that uh, that bloggy was the only reason you need to learn Welsh. Right. Uh, because their their lyrics are phenomenal, and of course I've, I've listened for years, not knowing anything about what anything. And is he singing about pissing in gazpacho? Well, yes. Because just, if you want to piss, just, it, I just think if you want to piss in the line, the, li- the line is the line is um, and piss gazpacho on Valentino's grave, drink and smoke and marvel at awakening. I never have too much. I never have enough of pissing the wine into Cardigan Bay. Mm. Right. Yeah. But if you're going to piss in somebody's suit. Presumably because they've annoyed you and you want to get back at them. Right. The last kind of soup you would piss in mm. is gazpacho because the cold. whole point of gazpacho is cold. Mm. Someone's going to taste that and go, this is warm. Mm. Somebody's pissed in this. <laughs> <laughs> you piss in their oxtail, mm. it's you know, true. then they're not going to notice. It's true. You Can piss I... in their carrier and cold no, coriander. It's a, fair, it's a fair point. And you'll probably it's improve the point. taste a fair bit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair point and, and it's worth taking up with it. Now, I'm suggesting that when you listen to that song, you heard you heard the word gazpacho, which you would have recognised. Yes. yes. Uh, and you might well have guessed that he was talking about pissing in gazpacho. Yeah. <laughs> as well. yeah. um, but did you pick up on, apart from Valentino, there were two other named artists. Betty Davis. No. Valentino? Well, well like, isn't he, like Rudolph Valentino. Yeah, 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 he's one. But uh, there so were two others. Actors, you mean? No, 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 no. Two, two uh, singers. Singers? Well... Uh, musical artists yeah. did you yeah. think well there was Gaz Pacho <laughs> from the no, <laughs> uh, no you didn't no. pick him up uh, Shirley Bassey uh, unlucky he mentions Diana Ross oh yes he did yes mm-hmm. so that's, yeah you're right he did mention and that. he also mentions uh, Jean Vincent does he he does yes Jean okay. Vincent slept in my leather jacket he says yeah. uh, and this is David Edwards who, who is a phenomenal uh, poet I would say and uh, hugely revered by the likes of uh, Griff Reese out of yes, South Korea. Yeah, yeah, they've covered a couple of his tunes, haven't they? That's right. Yeah. Uh, Tame, Tame Lass. Yeah. Tame Lass is, is covered by them. Um, he also wrote cover notes on uh, one of these um, collections of Peel sessions, uh, which I thought I'd quote from me. Griff Reese describes the band as a band standing upon their seedy pulpit, holding up a mirror to the society they live in, communicating to half a million Welsh speakers fucked on Thatcherism. Which, you know, as a manifesto is a pretty good one, I think. Um, That song, Gaspacho, comes from their third album called uh, Libertino. And uh, I would highly recommend this collection here, uh, which is the three, the first, in fact, they're only, no, 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 they're the more sense. They're early albums. um, Pshht, of course, post. uh, Is that that a name of something? It's a sound. (laughs) It's post. I'm not sure that I'm pronouncing it right. All right, post is in. Post, as in, like post the box. Yeah, as in, as in box, yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, was that the second album? That's the second album, no, yeah. Because Bjork's second album was called Post as well. Oh, there you go. Interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyway, but not highly, highly recommended. And this collection, which just came out, I think, on uh, Cherry Red, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. was the first time that English lyrics uh, appeared or translations ever. Because oh, they, right. they always sang in the Welsh language, although they're given a really hard time by the, the Welsh language speakers in Wales for... Not for singing in Welsh, which obviously they were quite happy with, but for daring to play in England. Really, on military. Well, of course, gazpacho, as you rightly point out, uh, Chirito, is uh, cold soup. Uh-huh. So it's time, of course, for a musical soup quiz. Super. Mm-hmm. We can't wait. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Are you going to keep score? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now 
Right. Musical these, soup. These are so easy. Okay. But yeah. well, I'm going to give you a 50-50 chance. Basically, I'm going to name you uh, a band. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, you'll, you'll get the idea. So who yeah. let's go first? Uh, um, I'll go first. All right, so. The band Yeah, Yeah, No. Yeah. Mm. Do they have uh, a song called Blood Soup or a song called Guts Soup? Blood Soup or Guts Soup? Guts Soup. No, they don't. It's a song called Blood Soup. I right. Um, I'd have got that. Yeah. You, you would have got that, yeah. Uh, Vic Chestnut. Yes. Mm. Onion soup or pea soup? Pea soup. No. <laughs> you, you might know this one. Corner shop. Yeah. Disco soup or heavy soup? Uh, heavy soup? It is heavy yeah. soup, yes. No, mm. well done. All right. Uh, Bell 11, is it Bell 11 or Bell XI? Uh, yeah, Bell 11. Bell, Bell 11, yeah. okay. Uh, algebra soup or alphabet soup? Algebra soup is wrong. Oh, yes, this is going so. God, these are easy. Sorry <laughs> though, uh, you'll be familiar with the band uh, Paul Vickers and the Leg. That's Dawn of the Replicants, man. Isn't Very it? good. Yeah. Yes. Now, do they have a horse hoof in the soup or a sheep's head in the soup? Uh, uh, the Rolling Stones nearly had a sheep's head in the soup, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, Goat's head. Yeah. Um, well, I've I, I forgotten the question. A horse hoof in the soup <laughs> or a sheep's head in the soup? Well, I've never heard of anyone having a horse hoof in mm. a soup, so mm. a soup, mm. or a soup, for that matter. <laughs> um, soup, soup song. Uh, I'm going with the sheep's head. Yeah, you're wrong. They, they of course, have a horse hoof of course they do. in the soup. Of course they do. Uh, yeah, yeah. So obvious uh, Has anyone got any right yet? Yeah? I've got one. Oh, sure, he's yeah. got one, yeah. Uh, Guy Clark. He's not here. Country Guy. Is it Country Guy? Has he got a song called... Hot cat soup or cold dog soup? <laughs> Hot cat soup? What is that? It's a giveaway. Giveaway to either, a giveaway. Frank Zappa, I know you're a big fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Frank Zappa has a song called Super Old Clothes or Super New Shoes. I'm going for the second one. Super New Shoes. No, it's Super Old Clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Now, you'll like this one. This is right up your street. Dead Kennedys. Yes. Mm. Soup is bad news or soup is good food? Soup is bad news. <laughs> no, it's oh, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think you yeah. get this right, you win. Yeah. All right, OK. Well, well, anyway, I have, a, I have a cutler. Yeah. Mm. There's a turtle in my soup or there's a frog in my soup. Uh, there's a... I this one. Frog in my soup. No, there's a turkey in my soup. So, for a tie. Is, yeah. is this yeah. to equal it 1-1? One, one, yeah. Which, which would suggest that you've got one four each. out of five wrong yeah. each. It wouldn't uh, suggest it, it would mean it. <laughs> yeah. Lloyd Cole. Yeah. Buxton lad. Yeah, we know. Mm. Gypsy soup yeah. or Romany soup? Gypsy soup. No. <laughs> oh. Actually, I'll go for the first one every yeah. time because that's better to come right, isn't it? No, no. okay. No, unlucky. So, so actually, that, that does mean it's 1 0 to Chirito yeah. Gavanzo. But it's I did, the worst I, penalty shootout ever. That <laughs> but I do uh, have a tiebreaker. <laughs> okay. But, but, well, I've, since I've, I've bothered to yeah, research yeah, yeah. it, um, let's, let's say there's two points attached to the tiebreaker. Ah, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, whoever's nearest. Okay. You don't have to get it right, they're just near. Yeah. How many Robert Pollard pen songs, of course, feature soup in the lyrics? 
The word soup, or, or the word soup, could, yeah. he, he might say no, 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 not type soup. Or something. No, the, yeah. the word soup. How how many? Thirty five. You're going thirty five. <laughs> I'll go thirty four then. <laughs> well, it's going to be a three nil thrashing no. because there are two. Yeah, that's more. Well, I was going to go. I wasn't going to go that high. But. <laughs> Uh, would you like to know what they are? Of course I would. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look like a man who doesn't want to know the names of the two Robert Pollard songs? They have super the, the lyrics. Yeah, of course you, of course you do. Uh, in fact, interestingly, there's uh, only one guided by voices song, which is the song "A Crick Up Hill." That is interesting. Yeah, which has the line "Hot soup boils in the wretched spoils of the clock." Mm. <laughs> uh, and the the other one. The is... other one, of course, the listener will know the other one. <laughs> well, the it's is... hardly worth yeah. saying. Is it? <laughs> 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 it's a circus devil song called Double Vision, uh, and the lyric is, I had to walk away, I couldn't take it, now I'm gagging in the soup. Not on the soup, in, in the, the soup. soup. Yeah. So, so intrigued was I by the... Uh, <coughs> no, that's bad, I don't exactly what he was singing. Mm. I tried to Google the lyrics for the uh, Blue song, and uh, I, I was unsuccessful. Uh, d- yes, then. Uh, I was unsuccessful, but in, in searching for... Um, Gaspaccio lyrics. Yeah. I think I may have stumbled across uh, a, certainly a contender for the worst lyric I have ever read in my entire life. Now hang uh, on. Well, now hang on. Yeah. The what? worst lyric that you've ever read. Did, it, didn't you read the Jarl Rickett lyrics? That's sure. <laughs> no, 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 they were, they were great. That was, that was sheer poetry. Yes, true. Sorry, Jarl. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 unsurprisingly, Meridian. Meridian have a song called Gaspaccio. <laughs> Did they? Uh, and uh, I've got the words Fish. here. Fish out of Meridian. Fish yeah, for it is he. Um, and uh, I think we should have... It's time for a return of our popular spot, Poetry Corner. Gaspaccio by Meridian. <laughs> Saw you walking on your velvet lawn. Is it lonely on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awful! <laughs> oh, continue. <laughs> Saw you walking on your velvet lawn. Is it lonely on the moon? You took a dive and swallowed all you could. Did you drink too much too soon? Nothing left for you to fight about, and no one wants to see you try. The nearest neighbours are a mile away. Does the ocean hear you cry? Punching at the sky, they say the king is losing his grip again. They said you're bulletproof. They said you feel no pain. It seems the hero is misunderstood again. Is it love or is it surgery? Makes her seem so ill at ease as she's begging you to please calm down in her silk Armani on her knees. Did you carry out those threats I heard or were you only playing macho? And the stains of her Versace scarf were they really just gazpacho? Thank you. Oh, Gunquit are a five-piece band from London 
formed by the two singers Simon Wilde on guitar and vocals and Tina Swazi on lead vocals, trumpet and also occasionally hula hooping, sometimes at the same time as singing and sometimes at the same time as trumpeting. Two good skills there. This is from their new album, Eat Yuppies and Dance. This is Head Bites Tail. You're the best player this girl's had, son 
You're the only talent in that dressing room If it was up to me You'd stay here and teach with me But the scouts are crying out For a left back with your pacing clown Within six months it's Man United Through the ranks where George Best started Young player of the year a glittering career seemed as predictable as rain Falling on the streets of Wally Range So where does it go wrong When the artist leaves the building and you don't get an encore Why is it very likely The third album's in at 22 It's not a patch on the debut so Big break comes one Wednesday night Twenty minutes off the bench against the team in relegation fight But it's Paul who gets the blame For the goal that cost the game And another cup upset Cost more than just some coupon bets The gaffer wants a word for you We're sending you on loan to crew You can get some first team games You can forget about the fame and it's what's best for you now And we'll have you back if it works out So where does it go wrong When the artist leaves the building And you don't get an encore Why is it very likely The third album's in at 22 It's not a patch on the debut From Crew Colchester, Blackpool, loving. Altering on the Starport County His career at every foul And he really kicked a ball And retired at just 13 It's the saddest tale you'll ever hear But is it really career failure? Cause I have never been a man you player Would he say honestly He would rather have been me But I would rather have been him Cause I've never heard the fans I'll sing Where does it go wrong When the artist lives a building And you don't get an encore Why is it very likely The third album's in at 22 But everyone liked the debut And the fans sing was the ballad of Paul Tierney by the artist Lonely Tourist um, from the album, I don't know what the name of the album is, but here it is, the album Shouting at Weather. Fantastic. What an amazing song that is. Yeah. Absolutely amazing song. I mean, the, the, uh, it did remind me, I saw the Swapsies a couple of weeks ago, 
Uh, check out our blog listener for uh, my review of the Going Up the Country Festival. Mm. Um, but they sung a song which was all about how uh, they really wish they had Scottish accents because it sounds much better when you sing in a Scottish accent. <laughs> and I, uh, it's, the song's not out yet, so I, I emailed them and asked them for some of the lyrics, so I'll read you some. Mm. If I could change one thing about the songs we sing, I wouldn't change the words or tunes, but I would change something. In fact, we'd pretty much still be the exact same band, except our songs would sound like I was born in Scotland. <laughs> because the accent is sublime, but I know that it's not mine, no matter how many Just Jones records I listen to. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, not, but not only the accent, but I mean, what a story, what a great song that is. And yeah. I love the way he, he draws the comparison between uh, the, the sort of failed footballer, if you, if you want to call him a failed footballer, yeah. and the, the, the artist and the, you know, talking about the third That's albums. Right, and, yeah. and uh, yeah, what a song. But and there's lots of you know, themes for songs, you know, and it's always it's a love song, isn't it? But, but that, the tragedy... Of a, of a young man growing up with all those hopes and dreams of being told he could make it mm. and yeah. seeing people do make it. Mm. But, and, but the reality is it's really far and few, isn't it? Mm. And I've seen lots of documentaries of, of people who were great at football. Everyone expected them to make it until they got into the big leagues. Yeah. And it's so, so hard. And, and one little mistake, particularly for a fullback, that, that did for him, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And the great thing about it, it's an absolutely true story. It's, totally true, it's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really his it, stats basically link up with the whole song yeah, didn't right. they you know he, he was uh, had a youth career at Man United for a year is there a quibble about the game that, it, that it well, wasn't it, a relegation dogfight acc according to the, the, the stats in front of me he didn't actually make a, a first team appearance at Man United although he was there for five years and that's from Wikipedia is it yeah, yeah. so it's, it, it could well be wrong um, but certainly he played 14 times for Crewe, twice for Colchester United, 14 times for Bradford City mm. 25 times for Livingston 10 times for Blackpool 16 times for Stockport County and three for Altrincham. But to be fair, I don't that's know. Not, I don't that's know. a total of you know not a, very many not, games. Probably I mean, not I, even a hundred games. So. I don't know. How can I just say he did score against Crew? Oh, good. <laughs> against Crew. For Crew. For yeah, Crew. I, said, I don't know how happy he was, but I would have traded my whole life for that that football well, career. Well, that's, that's, that's what he says. Isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's yeah. never played for Man United. Because I have a very personal interest in this. Oh really? Because his brother Mark. Uh, came to my team, Bolton Mondras, I would say probably about 18 months ago now, beginning of, well, possibly the end of last season. Oh. And Mark is a tough, fighting fullback, a great player, get, get the whole chrome behind him. He was a slaphead, uh, but, he, <laughs> but he wore it with pride. Mm. He, the sun used to shine off it on good days. Uh, but he only saw him play six or seven games, uh, because even though he looked like a very key sign for us, the best players we had, he broke his toe. Uh -huh. And he's not played since. Oh, really? right. And he might never play again. But he's, yeah, he's still on Bolton's box. He's still, he's still, still taking the wedge, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He made a fortune in that time. Yeah. Can I just tell you a little bit about how this I come to have this record? Go on. I, I say yeah. record loosely because uh, we'll, we'll talk about the format that it's on mm -hmm. shortly. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's an album that's been put out by the post-pop records label, uh -huh. uh, who I'm very, very fond of. Um, and they actually say quite a lot about this song. It's the first first song that I, I heard from, from anything on their label. And uh, the guy who, who runs the label wrote this. He says, and you'll, you'll relate to this, he says, Like most people, I hate Manchester United. Hey. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. They make it really easy to hate them. So it all came as a complete shock to me how much I love a song about the former United player, Paul Tierney. I want to hate that song as much as I do the team he formerly played for, but it's impossible. If a track can make me renege on my very firm belief system, then it's got to be something bloody special. 
And it is. Yeah, it is. And he points out that you don't get real stories in music anymore. Um, and points out that the, the song, uh, it takes a real talent to make me feel real emotions for a player that I should definitely not care about. So anyway, he hears this song and he, he wants to contact the band because he doesn't know anything about them because he wants to put them out, something out on his label. Uh-huh. So he says, he, he wrote to Lonely Tourist to say how much he loved the song. Uh, they listen to the whole album now and I want to release it so much so that other people can feel as mixed up as I do. And then he says, I went to put the email address into the top of the page and it, and it noticed something strange. The email address had the name Paul in it. It's a common name, I said to myself as I often speak to myself in this fashion. Before I press send, I scanned the email to make sure I took out any anti-Man United remarks. <laughs> Most of my emails contain at least seven, <laughs> just in case. Uh, I pressed send. After a few days, I got a reply from one Paul Tierney. So I reread my first email again to make sure I definitely didn't mention anything. So it didn't mention trying and failing to buy the league or the nocturnal activities of both captain and assistant manager. Or the player currently being <laughs> investigated for match fixing with large deposits of cash being paid into his bank account before throwing a game. And he definitely didn't mention any of <laughs> these. You are, that's good. Yeah. It's a good job we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he says, uh, I, I didn't have to worry too much though, as it turns out it's just a wild and happy coincidence. Lonely tourist Paul Tierney probably couldn't turn out crew, but he can definitely craft songs that leave you with no doubt of his silky skills with a guitar and pen. Well, again, so, uh, so that so, suggests so, so the guy who sings the song is also called Paul, Paul Tierney, Tierney. Yeah. according to that. So yes. that might explain yeah, why he decided to write a song about the other Paul Tierney. But it does, yeah. Just to go back as well to the to the lyrics of the song and the bit I mentioned about uh, the third album's in at twenty two, whereas everybody uh, prefers the debut. Or, or I'm mm-hmm. only paraphrasing slightly there. Mm-hmm. Uh, many, 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 many podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. Kicker, yeah, yeah. you made a remark God, uh, which surely uh, throw away, which sure. you said uh, was was that um, all bands. I think it was well. <laughs> it was, I think it was all bands. The debut album was the best one. Mm. Okay, and I said I was going to do some scientific research to find if it, if if that were true. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, I've done, done so? I finally. Okay. Uh, this is about three years later. I've finally done it. Yeah. What I've got. I mean, I know we've already criticised Rolling Stone on the this last. This is eighty thousand word thesis. Uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, we 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 slagged off the magazine Rolling Stone for their taste on the previous podcast. But uh, what I've got is I've got the list of the top five hundred albums. According to Rolling Stone, oh, very all-time good. top five. Are, are, are they all debut albums? Uh, well, what I found was, I, and I've only done the research on the first hundred because uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm not that sad. Yeah. Um, what I discovered is there is a little bit of evidence to support your theory. I mean, people say the third album, diff- the difficult third album, as it mm, says on the front mm, cover mm. of Talking About Attachment About mm. Poetry, uh, and that's you know supposedly the one that's that. There are only in the top one hundred. There are only four. Third albums mm. out of all these. Um, however, mm. I would argue mm. that the quality of these third albums <laughs> makes them count at least double because they are. <laughs> Machine Gonetica. Yeah. London, well, it's not in here, but is that a third oh, album as well? It's yeah. damned again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, London Calling, mm. Born to Run, mm. Forever Changes, and uh, After the Gold Rush. So they're all okay. They're all, they're all quite good. <laughs> they're all quite good. However, because yeah, Neil Young's first album, absolute classic. Uh, however, there are there are eight debut albums in the top hundred. In the top one hundred, only yeah. eight. Only eight. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, the thing is, well, I discounted any. Well, I only I only counted. For example, there's about ten Bob Dylan albums in here. 
But I only counted the one that ranks the highest, which is Bob Dylan's sixth album, Highway oh, 61. So, I, so, I, so but you know, as a matter of fact, Bob Dylan's debut album isn't in it, no, and I wouldn't I expect. It to I be. can't believe that. That's obviously his best. Album. Yeah, um, but um, you know, the, the Sergeant Pepper is number one. That's their eighth album. Pet Sounds is number two. That's their eleventh album. Terrible album. You know, uh, you know, uh, there's, there isn't a debut album. The highest ranking debut album. Would you like to have a guess? I'm going to guess it's Velvet Underground. It is the Velvet Underground. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Velvet yeah. Underground, the one with the banana on the front. Uh, and Are You Experienced? Uh, Ramones. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, nice. The band's music for the Big Pink, which I would argue is not their best album. Never mind the bollocks. Yeah, the Doors' first album, which I don't think is, is particularly good. Patti Smith Horses mm. and Appetite for Destruction, which is obviously not very good. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so eight. Yeah. eight but but it's all, It does suggest that I might not be right. But, uh, well, it, it, but I'm, well, I'm not willing to. Well, accord, according to this, according to this, um, this is not necessarily a fair hearing. No. What we need to do is we need to go back to those fifty, your fifty favorite albums, my fifty favorite oh, albums, yeah. his fifty favorite yeah. albums oh, that yes. we did uh, before, just before we started mm-hmm. this podcast. We need to look how many days. I might need to re- revisit mine. You mean change it so to make it to change the facts <laughs> to re-engineer? Yeah, yeah. backwards um, engineer it. Uh, yeah, so we need to look at that. Yeah. Um, I, I also did look at the Enemy's greatest albums. Oh, yeah. and Enemy being the kind of thing that will yeah. always favour new music, there was a higher percentage of yeah. debut albums in there, oh, yeah. but there was also a lot of third albums in there. So you're, you're, are you going to say third album's best album then? If a band no. gets to the third album... Uh, no, I'm not saying that. Oh. I'm saying not the debut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just disagreeing with I'm, your point. I'm, I'm quite yeah. happy to accept that. Um, anyway, tell us about this. Yes, I'll tell you about this because, listen... That sounds like the sound. That that takes me back to the 80s. So, post-pop records, their thing is that Mm. they only release on cassette. How bizarre. Yeah. So, I wanted this album, and you can get it as a download, but Mm. I thought, for the same price as the download, Mm. I can get uh, something that's tangible. Something that snaps. As well. Well, something that snaps, but you don't have to play it, you've got to download, don't you? But but you've got... But what's the point, then? Well, in, inlay sleeves on tapes are particularly bad. They're, they're very small. But, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell, can't that. But um, anyway, I got it and I thought, wow, that's great, isn't it? And then recently, I've had uh, had a bit of a, a, you know, a, a reorganisation in, uh, in, in the Kick, Kicker's Den. <laughs> and uh, I thought, well, there's an opportunity here to get the tape deck back out because I've got quite a few cassettes. I've, I've, I've sold a lot and thrown a lot away. Uh, I kept all the Guy by Voices albums I've got on cassette, which is about yeah, four or five. Cool. Uh, but I've also got a huge collection of John Peel programmes on cassette, which are a lot of, actually a few of which I haven't even heard. So which is which is really exciting. So yeah. I thought this is a great opportunity to go back. So I get the, set, the tape deck set up. I can listen to me Lonely Tourist yeah. and uh, and V Thousand. Yeah. Except I couldn't, because although the tape deck's fine and I've got the 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 plug in and, and there's power. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was missing a certain something. The speakers? I've got speakers. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, can you suggest what I, what I needed to... The play button? What would I need? What would I need to get, to get the whole thing working? Red and white sockets on the back to plug a hi-fi in? Red and white sockets on the back to plug a high-fi in 
The magnificent MJ Hibbert and the Validators, uh, who I also saw at that festival a couple of weeks ago, uh, and uh, playing at Edinburgh Festival this, this August, if you're up that way. Um, uh, from his website, uh, he's, he's, he's very good on his website. He, he, not only does he print the lyrics to all his songs, he prints an explanation about what the song's about and the history of the song, and it's very, very informative. So I'll read a little bit of that. He said, this, this song itself is all true, for the first half at least. I always keep a cassette recorder in my kitchen on top of the fridge, as that was the room I was kept a cassette recorder, sorry, as that was the room I played my guitar in, so it was handy to have it there for when I had new ideas. One particular tape player died on me, and when I took it down to be carried up to the appliances graveyard in the attic, I noticed for the first time that round the back it had sockets to plug into a hi-fi system. As the song says, there was no way I would have ever used this particular tape player for that, and I was actually deeply touched by the fact that all these years it had these sockets there just in case. I felt an affinity with the plucky little tape player, as in those days I felt that I too had all sorts of sockets for all sorts of emotions and abilities, and I was just waiting for somebody to find them and use them. It might well be that I'd never be much good at any of them, but all I wanted was for somebody to notice. Oh, oh blessing, blessing. But going back to the Paul Tierney song, oh, yeah. these, these lonely tourists. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He mentions the phrase Wally Range, or indeed the area of Manchester Wally Range. Yes. yes. And now, there are three songs in, in the history of popular culture. Uh, that including have, that one. Including that, that's one of them. Yeah. That's one, but there, there are two others. Do you know the other two? Miserable Lives. Smith. 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 Yes. Wally Range. Yeah. Uh, what, what do we get for our trembling pain? 
and renting a room in Wally Range. Mm. But do you know the third one? I need advice. <laughs> you do need advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Have you got the right kind of advice? No, no, no. Don't tell you about this. Half biscuit, maybe? No, no, half man. Any, any clues at all? No. Is know? it? Uh, is it? Uh... No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is, of course, famously Herman's Hermits. Oh, uh, in their song, Hermits. Herman's Hermits. In their song, it's nice to go to in the mornings. They say, Arvik Green, where the grass is grey, Besic Hume and Harper Hay. That is now that's one, two, that's four, four areas of banks they mentioned. And then Wally Range, where the Tomcats roam, they're not the sites of Rome. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Wally Range, your popular song. Whatever next. <laughs> I'm a eightfold man, I'm Henry. Henry the Eightfire. I think it's fair to say that amongst, amongst those wizards, I am perhaps the least engaged with music and certainly the tightest. Well, that's yeah. the last point. It's, it's definitely true, it's isn't it? It's not even close. No, that's right, yeah. Mm. And, and, and before the internet opened up the world of music so that you could get almost everything for nothing, mm. which is kind of a boom for me, I have to say, mm. um, you know, you used to scramble around and, and try and get music up the cheap, let's be honest. <laughs> Sometimes pay full price, you know, fair, fair enough, you have to, don't you? Uh, and I remember, it, it must have been the early 2000s, when I was, I was just before the, the world opened up, uh, and I was struggling to get something, you know, because if you have to buy it... Mm. You've really, you've really got to want it, haven't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, there wasn't much going on musically, I don't think, in the in the early noughties. Mm. And uh, and I was thinking, well, what what do you really like? What's the you know, if you could crystallise a sound that you really want to get your hands on, mm. I'm thinking I want a powerful guitar, mm. but it's also really clean. Mm. You know, interesting lyrics, not American, you know, still something British, yeah. but you know, really powerful and tuneful, mm. and I want all those things. I actually mm. in me in my own head. I created a, a sort of a musical genre, mm. and I was I was you know the image for it was like a, a a bright green guitar, but with a lot of pearl on it, you know pearl the neck, mm. pearl the, you know like like a rockabilly guitar, and I, as my musical invention was pearl, mm. that was the music yeah. that I would be listening to. Yeah. So in my own head, I'm writing the enemy, my enemy, yeah. with pearl. Yeah. Of, Here is the pearl band, yeah. you know, and there's all these bands with not shiny pearl, guitar, not pearl jam, though. not pearl jam, definitely yeah. not pearl jam, yeah. you know, with really clean-sounded, jangly, kind of smithsy, but we moved on from the smiths because oh, yeah. Pearl did that. And uh, But there was, there was no Pearl bands at that stage. No. And so I went looking for one. And uh, the Soft Boys, mm. I heard. So I don't know what I'd heard by them, but I thought, oh, yeah, they were in, back in the day. I missed them. They were sort of a punk rock band. Uh, and mm. I'd heard something by Robin Hitchcock. Yeah. I thought, all right, I'll get on the Soft Boys. You know, they're not actually you know, active now, but, you know, I think they were Pearl. Mm. Right? Mm. And uh, so I, I went on eBay, uh, because I wasn't going to pay full price for anything. And um, <laughs> there was an album there called Next Doyland, mm. uh, and, and I have it here, strangely enough, and it arrived and it was strange because it didn't really have a cover. <laughs> it does have a cover, no one knows. It, it, it does, it does properly have a cover, yeah. yeah. But, um, so it came anyway. It's a promo, yeah. It's a promo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> this is so cheap. <laughs> I don't know if, that's why it was cheap. Yeah. I don't know if I was pleased or not, to be perfectly honest with you, yeah. but yeah. that, that's Pearl. Yeah. If you want to know what the musical genre of Pearl was, yeah. that's Pearl, mate. Because oh, okay. there's so many guitars in that, and so they're, they're riffing away, yeah. they're all clean, there's no, there's no even keyboards on it. It's, it's all organic rock music. Mm. It's beautiful. Mm. And the best of the best is Mr. Kennedy. Coming into Harrisburg Never seen a body look so tense Tell me, Mr. Kennedy 
Now, I don't want to be picky, yeah. uh, but uh, that sounds like post-pearl to me. No, no, no. That's um, mainstream pearl, that. Post-pearl. And the reason I say that is yeah. that it's second-generation soft boys, isn't it? Because wow. the soft boys stopped performing in, in the early 80s. Yeah. I think 82, 83, something like that. And then there was a reunion tour. They did one of these money-spinning... Yeah. I'm sure it didn't make any money at all. Uh, reunion yeah. tours. And this is this is the album that came off the back of that. So 2000... It was two, 2002. 2002, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it still is, obviously, Robin Hitchcock and Kim Rue, isn't it, on the other guitar? Kimberly Rev. Or Kimberly, yeah, Kimberly Rue, yeah. Kim Rue, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that guitar sounds fantastic. But it, it, but it, but it, it isn't the original software. So the, the two lead guitars that come in to do the end, so that's the, the, Hitchcock they're really both good. playing the lead guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was brilliant. That, yeah. Yeah. So, the lead guitar is fantastic throughout that song. Yeah. yeah. Hey, who's Mr. Kennedy? No idea. No. no yeah. Is anyone in the band called Kennedy? No. no. No? Mm. Okay. Is, it, is, it not, is it not the president? Well, I don't know. I don't think no. I've seen him at the president. No. no, I don't think they are. No. There's usually a reference to people getting envelope enough at the top of it. Yeah. Back and to the left. Yeah, it used to be called Charlie Kennedy, of course, he's just passed away. The late, the late, the late Charles Kennedy, yes. Mm. And I found this thing uh, where, with, um, what's his name, Robin Hitchcock, oh. uh, writing about the soft boys and saying, oh. uh, and it was an extraordinary piece of writing, as, as you know, I've, I, I, I'm not as, as much of an expert on Robin Hitchcock as you two are, and I've not seen him live, but I have... And I've blogged about that uh, I Often Dream of Trains in New York mm, live yeah, like film, that, yeah. which I really liked, and I love that album. Uh, but I don't really know much of his stuff. First time I've ever heard the Soft Boys, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, they sound a lot like Rodney Scott, don't they? Uh, uh, um, well, the vocals certainly do. Yeah. Um, actually, the, the earlier Soft Boys don't really sound like that, I don't think. No, they're, yeah. no it's, it's harsh and a bit rougher than that. Isn't it punkier, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, this, this, this uh, I think this was from an article he did for The Guardian or somewhere, but I, I can't remember... But anyway, it says here, the soft boys came into my head in Cambridge in the hot, dry summer of 1976, while punk was being conjured up by a small group of artists and villains in London. My idea was to concoct a tribe of translucent, bloodless man-things that had awesome powers but were largely invisible. Stalkers of the hypothalamus, erotic gorillas that would transform people's thoughts in a different way from the bludgeoning M.O. of UK punk. The front man would be a robot, for good measure. Being the songwriter and lead guitarist, I would supply the material and direct the music, while he, golem-like, would be the cyber-darling of the crowds. I saw the soft boys as upmarket versions of Morlocks from H.G. Wells' Time Machine, crossed <laughs> with William Burroughs' Slippery Boys on Bikes. Wow. Oh, what a vision. Yeah. Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. You can hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, Does that, he mention Pearl at all? He doesn't, no, yeah. no. I don't, I don't, he doesn't yeah. like to Pearl's pigeonhole singer, himself. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, that, that you know, in those live that live thing, he kind of goes off on these yeah, psychedelic yeah, yeah. flights of fancy he as does, he's yeah. introduced he does all the songs. songs. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, that's yeah. This yeah. whole article is just full of that. You should yeah. go and see him live. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I kind of well, I'm sure I'll get around to it one day. Yeah, one of these. Did you go and see him quite recently? Uh, we didn't didn't make it. Yeah. We had oh. tickets to go, but uh, unfortunately, was he, was, he he was, was he on tired? Was he on too late for you? <laughs> was he? Yeah. Yeah. Too late. <laughs> Well, this is our uh, new feature, which may or may not last beyond yeah. this, this yeah. show. 
uh, where we, we each get to choose uh, an instrumental song uh, for the other's delectation. Uh, and and delight. Yeah. And, uh, and this time round, it's my, my turn. And uh, so I've, I've chosen a, a song from an album put out this year on Ghost Box by the Advisory Circle uh, called From Out Here. Uh, this is basically John Brooks. Um, and uh, he advises us thus. He says, Remember, electricity cannot be seen or heard. <laughs> Harmful, invisible forces surround us everywhere we go. Fortunately, the advisory circle is on hand to help us make the right decisions. And here they are, with Escape Lane.
Now that's Ghost Box. Does yeah. yeah. And I've heard some of their stuff. I like everything I've heard on that label. I haven't got around to buying anything. Bilberry Poly. Yeah, Pie Corner Audio. Yeah. And it all sounds like uh, it's the theme song to some slightly weird sci-fi Day of the Triffids type thing. Or no. I want to, I want to, for some reason, when I hear that music or any of that music on that label, I either want to hide. In a in a cellar away yeah. from some possessed ventriloquist doll, <laughs> or I want to run in slow motion yeah. like the Bionic Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a bit it. Doctor Who as well. Yeah, yeah, it is, it's, yeah. and it's all kind of creepy. Yeah, most Do- uh, Doctor Who from 1977. Yeah, yeah. the original yeah. one, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 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 John Pertwee. Yeah. The, yeah, I mean this 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 advisory circle, fan, fantastic. Man. The, the, the this is their fourth album actually. Uh, the As the Crow Flies, I think, was their debut album. Clearly their yeah. best. Yeah. Um, and, but, <laughs> I like the third album. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, what they, they do on some of, them, some of the tracks, um, I'm not sure so much on this album, certainly on the early ones, is that they've also got uh, vocals, or, or words at least, from public uh, information, from information public, films. Yeah. And yeah. So they, they, they do all that. They yeah, it sounds, yeah, sounds a bit like, it's ominous. It's all, yeah, it's all yeah. largely ominous. It is, it? yeah. yeah. It's like very retro, isn't it? This is a, it's, that's, that's a, it's 1974. The inner sleeve, the phot- photography, I don't know how they've done it, but it looks like something from the mid-70s, isn't it? And everything's it's, like it's, it's not just the font, it's 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 the, it's the style of photograph. And it's yeah. the way that that, if you look at the, out, out, the outer sleeve there, the way that that is kind of washed out, the colour, mm. and that print there. Yeah. It looks a bit. It just yeah, looks like a the uh, test card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, NFP, you know, music for pleasure. Those yeah. albums that yeah. came out in the seventies. It looks a bit like but, that. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd forgotten how much I want to make a telephone call <laughs> using the, the dialing because thing. You have to wait for it to come back. That's again. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure. you, you see, like a lot of eights and nines in the phone. You think, oh God, it's going to take forever. <laughs> there must be an app. There must be an app where you can do that on a screen. You can turn a little dial. <laughs> Don't say too much, that's a multi-million dollar idea right there. If you're coming from here or far, if you're driving a motor car, if you're driving a shooting star, welcome to Rebel Ricketts World of Scar. Welcome to Rebel Ricketts World of Scar. Welcome to Rebel Ricketts World of Scar. Well, here we are back in the world of Scar, indeed Rebel Ricketts world of Scar. Yeah. And I'm delighted to join me in the world of Scar yeah. because he did promise uh, to, to visit Turkey. Mm. Uh, and, and travel around Turkey, uh, mm. absorb all the scar that's on offer. And I think, I think you've been successful, Sharitha. Uh, well, I have. In fact, I even went back in time to do this. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I travelled back in time. Because, well done, you. Uh, uh, in uh, 1998, I spent uh, uh, many, many months, in fact, most of the 1998, in fact, uh, backpacking. Uh, uh, and I spent a lot of time in Turkey because it's a fucking great country and there's a lot to see there, mm. but the people are great. And... Wherever I went, I ended up in a lot of bars, inevitably, Thank drinking you. a lot of Raki uh, and, uh, and F.S. Pilsen. And generally speaking, the music that was playing in these bars was pretty crap. You know, okay. um, Natalie and Bruglia's tour was pretty massive at the time. Mm-hmm. And you know that song, I'm horny, 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 horny. <laughs> that, was, that was a big hit that summer. Yeah. That, was, that was everywhere in Turkey. Uh, and whether you were near the touristy bits or whether you were, you know... In, in some, in some outpost, in some outpost visiting a cave, and the, the bloody um, horny, horny, horny came on. But the 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 one bit of sort of light in the tunnel was this song "Scarlonga" uh, by the Turkish band Athena uh, from their album Athena, and uh, this would play in various bars. And this this was very quickly became my anthem, mm. and I, I bought the CD and loved the song. 
still love it and uh, yeah thanks you Scar and the song's called Scar Longer <laughs>
Massachusetts, the Herald, mm. uh, and that was Raising the Skate. That's a fantastic song. Yeah. I've, this band uh, supported Guided by Voices back in the day. Did yeah. they? Well, let's say back in the day, two years ago. Uh, you know when they reformed uh, yeah, and they were touring this in 2013, in this country. They were, yeah, yeah. They were criminal records so they couldn't come in. That's so. right, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, they, they supported them, and uh, so they, they were on 
my radar. Mm. And uh, a lot of people saying how fantastic. Well, I, I never yeah. got around to listen to them. So it's the first time I heard them. Oh, it's right up my street. It's oh. lo-fi. It's yeah. anti-melodic. It's got uh, breeders all over it. Pixies all over it. Um, Steve Matmus sounds a bit like yeah, you know, Slater like, Kinney, all yeah. that. Tick, yeah. tick, 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 tick. What yeah, a great yeah. sound. How long have they been going? Well, I've got a question for you because uh, we saw one of the bands we saw and indeed reviewed a gig review we did. A band member was wearing a That's T-shirt right. saying Speedy Ortiz. So I'm asking you who that was. Yeah, I can't remember. Mount Moose? And uh, no, it, it was Joanna Gruesome. I remember liking them. They were one of them was wearing a Hookworms T-shirt, um, but uh, no, it was Johnny Foreigner. Ah, was it? Yeah, okay. I think the girl, like Johnny Foreigner, was wearing a Speedy Ortiz T-shirt, uh, okay. uh, and it, that was that was has been nagging me for for ever since you mentioned you were going to play this Speedy Ortiz. So it's great. been nagging me. But I've, I've got to find out more about this band. Well, the album is called Foiled Deer. And it's it's 2015. So it's this year. Yeah, this, this year's new, new song. Yeah. Mm. So we might be hearing that again. Yeah. I liked yeah. the uh, the kind of fuck you-ness of the lyrics yeah. and the bits about. Uh, I'm not bossy. I'm, not, I'm the boss. I'm the, yeah. Mm. Sinead O'Connor album. Mm. I'm shooting up the shop. I'm the captain, not a crony. And I like the bits about if you want to row, if you want to row, you better have an awfully big boat. And then later on in the song, if you want to throw, you better have an awfully big stone. I like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it does a bit like Courtney Barnett. Bar- yeah, it does a bit. More yeah. like with a mock more. A bit harsher than that, is Yeah. I thought maybe they got their name from uh, some kind of, is it some kind of play on Speedy Tortoise? I thought Speedy Gonzales. Yeah, I thought Speedy Gonzales. Speedy Tortoise. But anyway, I've got I've, I've found some information about Speedy Tortoise. Oh, good. So I thought I'd share it with you. Because yeah. um, I uh, I found a news story on the BBC News website about oh. Speedy Tortoise. You're a bit so obsessed with tortoises, aren't you? On the quiet. You, 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 reptiles, you, generally, you've, yeah. You've, reptiles well, and insects. You've, um, you've had a whole blog about the tortoise well, eating, eating well, them. And have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? It's tortoise, massive, isn't it? It's unbelievable the number of hits we get of people looking at a tortoise eating. Didn't we do a blog post about uh, songs you with tortoise in the title? Oh, yes, that's right. Is that what it was? Yeah. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that you? Yeah. But it's the image. It's the, and now you see what it's getting linked from. Yeah, we... Yes. Tortoise fetish sites. <laughs> There's no such thing. I tried to link it back, but you had to pay money to get into it. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, that doesn't even, I don't even want to know what they're doing on tortoise fetish sites. Um, anyway, it could be tortoises. Who were going in there? They're looking at other tortoises. I mean, that's fine, isn't it? Can they, can they well, work in a credit card? <laughs> well, I don't know. Tortoises are uh, um, resourceful. Yeah. Characters, yes. They, they, they go, blimey, this Wi-Fi is slow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a tortoise is set to stroll into the record books as the fastest in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A tortoise, the current record, which has been held since 1977, and this tortoise uh, travelled five and a half metres, 18 feet, and I'd like you to guess, in 1977, the tortoise that set the record, how many seconds did it take him to, go to, 18 to feet. walk 18 feet? It's, it's in seconds, is it? It's about five, five and a half metres in seconds, yeah. How many, how many seconds? 60. That's a minute, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, 58. Yeah, what, what did you say? So you go three feet? No, 18 feet. 18 feet? That's a fair, that's a fair distance. Five and a half metres. That's a half, half of the width of a swimming pool. Yeah, for a,
Uh, 43.7 yeah. so that's the old record from 1977 <laughs> but this guy Bertie who comes from a place called Adventure Valley in County Durham I'm guessing that's a theme park uh, he's been timed as covering the same distance in so the previous record was 43.7 seconds yeah. what can Bertie 38 from County Durham 32 19.5. Wow! Wow! He's smashed it. Is he really it's, a tortoise? His age is unknown, but yeah, it's, uh, there was a couple of bits in this in this article, which is a genuine article from BBC News that, that just made me laugh. It's a, they had a, people officiating at this thing. Two sports coaches from Sunderland Football Club mm. were officiating at this, and I think well, Sunderland they nearly got relegated. <laughs> And if their sports coaches are standing around officiating at world record attempts... Only for 19 by, seconds. Uh, Mario, Marco Calzini from the Adventure Valley, mm. uh, he said, uh, Bertie is like the Usain Bolt of the tortoise <laughs> world. <laughs> and the previous record, uh, the best time he's done in training is 21 seconds, but come the big day, he flew down the track at a personal best time of 19.59. Wow. It's real motivation. Um, and, and the previous record was set at, in, in the 2nd of July, 1977, at a place called Tick Hill, South Yorkshire. Are you you're, you're Yorkshireman? You know Tick Hill? Well, South Yorkshire's uh, not your Right, okay. At the National Tortoise Championship. Which is, oh, yeah. Which, was, which is a thing that happened. Probably that's where the tortoise presses go. <laughs> but the Guinness World Records are not impressed because they're saying that they, they have to submit evidence for us to review mm. before a record clip can was be verified. Was it filmed? not filmed? I don't know. They did, they're, not, they're, not, they're not saying it's official. So. Uh, Just goes to show, doesn't it, if you really put your mind to it, if you really do believe... You can do anything. Yeah, and if Bertie teaches us nothing, he teaches us that. Yeah. 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 Shall we talk about the other song? Uh, again? Yeah. The Will of Scar. Yeah. Going back to, yeah. back to oh, the yes, Will of yeah. Scar. Yeah. What yeah. have you found out about it? You mentioned it? the video whilst it was playing. Uh, the official video is, is, is quite good. But yeah. what you need to look, look up, listener, is if you Google on... Sorry, sorry, if you go to YouTube and type in Athena, the name of the band, Scalonga, that's S-K-A-L-O-N-G-A, and look for Athena Scalonga Hindustan style. And it's two guys dancing in a car, pulling silly faces. It's quite amusing. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Is there a tortoise in that video? There is not. Oh, no. no, but I, I, I got the lyrics and downloaded them with Google Translate. It's going, oh. to, be, it's going to be accurate, this. Yeah. It's going yeah. to be good, isn't it? But Are you going to read them in Turkish as well for us? No. Oh. Because, well, the difficulty is there are some letters in Turkish that don't really need I, to I can read Turkish. Can you? Yeah, I can, yeah. yeah, well, well, yeah can you read it written down? I, well, yeah. the lyrics are very, very small on there, so I can't read it. If okay. you've got them, have you got yeah, them? Yeah, I've got me, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me move around there where I can see them. So, uh, no, have you got them in Turkish? No. Ah, okay. That's why I sound translated. Right, okay. Basically, but, so but the crap. You know, Kerry Katola <laughs> is the yeah, chorus. It's, it's, so it's it's something like how, how much, how many? Oh, how many times in how many? Yeah. How many times in how many you never rest on. So, this is the problem. Karip. 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 I don't know. It's a, it's a word in Turkish that it couldn't translate. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. You never saw Karip. Yeah. It comes days, he thought, I always get out of our checkers. Yeah. No, Salamin. I didn't know that one. Is the heart of the fueled Tapple. Tapple yeah. too. It's meaningless, isn't it? Yeah. Come see what you come sit on a coin. I'm not sure it's a particularly good translation. Yeah. No, this is a shocking translation. Yeah. When I was in Turkey, I got someone to translate those words for me. Ah. And they're not that weird. Mm. I remember, uh, but I remember there's a bit, there's the how much, how many, and there's stuff, there's stuff in there about love, which is something like Senichok, Senichorum, or something like that. Nasılsın? Yeah. Nasılsın? Well, you, you, you say so. 
You meant to. Nestlesson. What does that mean? How are you? Is it? Yeah. I'm fine, thank you. But, I mean, as you said, there's. Chuck Grizzell, Abby. Nestlesson. No, I I just said that. I'm very good. Very good, mate. And I just said, how are you? Well, you said you did mention that they went down a little bit. And they, in 2004. Well, they went a bit punk. I bought another of their albums when I was in Turkey again in 2006 and it was just straight out punk. There was no scar on it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and it was just... Yeah. Well, in 2004, they were the Turkish entry to Eurovision. <laughs> they were, yes, that's yeah. true, yeah. 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 And I don't know which... And they the... didn't do very well at all. No, they didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> which would be the law point, do you think? Uh, supporting the Rolling Stones or supporting the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Or being in Eurovision. I think being in Eurovision... <laughs> Probably Eurovision yeah. is the law yeah. point. Yeah. Kickers question time! Hey, we are again then. Uh, now, last time round, yeah. I asked you two questions which I'm sure you've both gone away to, to research fully. Yeah. Um, remind me of those questions. Well, yeah. remind me, the, yeah. the, first, the first question, I'm sure that I think you might be able to get this one because you, uh-huh. you, you were on the right track last time round. Uh, the question was, who did Bob Dylan first perform or appear on record with? Oh, yeah, and I didn't. I don't know this one, but I do know that he played harmonica on someone else's record. Before, he did for someone from the New York folk scene, singer songwriter type. He, he well, and I wasn't it. I didn't like. I think, I think I said you already told me this wasn't right, but I said, I said rambling Jack Elliott or whatever yeah, that yeah, guy's that, name that's was. Right. It's on an album called Midnight Special. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is the name of an old James blues Brown. song that doesn't help. No. By it's a solo person. A solo person. Harry Belafonte. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I don't know that. No. Uh, and the, the second question was... You said you beat us, though. You need to that. And we have the internet. Yeah, yeah, I know. You couldn't find it. Well, you couldn't find well, the, the, the word at all to try and we're not, we're not, No, we're not allowed to Google these things. No, no, no. That's, no, no, that's, no, no, no. You need to read, good. read yeah. widely. Yeah. Read widely. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, and then my second question was, uh, which band released the first record on the legendary Liverpool label, uh, home of Half Man, Half Biscuit and JD Meatyard, Probe Plus? Right. Did you find this out? Pro Plus? No. He's Googling it now. Okay, Does well, stop, stop Googling that okay. and listen um, to this.
So, of course, that was... Heat burns. No. Impact nap. No. The lightning seeds. No idea. Ex post facto with... Ex post facto. No. Okay. Yeah, from 1981. Uh, you might not have heard that. It's, it's, uh, Never heard it before, no, but I liked it a it's lot. Christine Clark and Frank Sparks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Frank Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from their self-titled EP. They, also, they had one album, I think, called Oceanic uh, Explorers. Ex post facto, of course, Latin, meaning... After the fact... Like yeah, with retrospective action, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, uh, you want some more questions, you say? Okay, then. Well, well, well let's see what <laughs> I've got for you. Yeah? Uh, right. It could be everyone a bit easier than that one, which was a song that we've never heard of by a band we've never heard of. <laughs> Albeit a very nice one, but... Yeah, yeah all right, well, I think, you'll, I think you'll, these are very easy. You think it was a clue. Very easy, <laughs> very easy. All right, so the first yeah. question is, then, uh, which future rock and roll star... First performed under the name Jeff Starship. That's okay. Jeff Starship. Not Jefferson Starship. <laughs> no. Right. And the second, son. <laughs> the second question is, uh, in two parts here, we've got a part A and a part B. John Cale, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, who you'll be aware of, yeah. uh, has, a, has a song that refers to a bugger in the short sleeves. What's the song... And who's the bugger in the short sleeves? Okay. And uh, we'll find out next time. Kickers question time! For the final track tonight, we're going to play uh, a new song by uh, Patrick Fitzgerald, uh, former Kitchens of Distinction main man. Uh, he's got a new uh, four-track EP out. Um, well, I say four-track EP. It's yeah. a four-track EP with two free bonus tracks. It's a six-track EP. That's what I would say. <laughs> but it's described as... I don't know why the, the... Yeah, I don't know why it's done it like that. Why does he say it's a one-track EP? With five free bonus tracks. Well, it, well, it is. It is that. <laughs> it is that, It yeah. is that. Anyway, you can get this. It's uh, You can pay a uh, minimum price of £2. We can, of course, pay more if you choose to. Uh, PatrickFitzgerald.Bandcamp.com It's called The Golden EP. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, this is the title track and it features uh, a big, big hero of the Wizards, Tanya Donnelly. This is called Golden.
And from a man who I think who cleans the toilets, it's Mr. Kicker of Elves. Life is the end. Goodbye, Good listener.